Uh, well, uh, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you uh, so much uh, for being here with us today uh, on this uh, very wet uh, Victoria Day. I uh, understand the fire rating is, is actually quite low, uh, externally anyway. Um, really pleased to, uh, to welcome uh, for today's uh, event uh, my, my good friend and colleague, Naomi Yamamoto, who's the Minister of State for Emergency Preparedness. Uh, very fortunate to work with uh, Naomi hand-in-hand when the, the Premier moved to Emergency Management BC and the Fire Commissioner's Office and a number of other related uh, pieces into the Ministry of Transportation. Uh, she also um, uh, asked Naomi to take on, on the role as Minister of State uh, for Emergency Preparedness. And we're the only province in the country where there's actually two, uh, two full, full-fledged uh, ministers uh, focused on, uh, on the important issues that impact uh, emergencies, uh, emergency preparedness, uh, including the fire commissioner's uh, office. Uh, and so we're very proud of that uh, on behalf of British Columbians. also want to acknowledge uh, with us today we have uh, Tim Play, who's the president of the Fire Chiefs Association of British Columbia. Uh, we also have uh, with us uh, here uh, today Gord Anderson, uh, who's the uh, fire commissioner uh, for the province. And I understand that there's a couple uh, fi- other fire chiefs here as well. Uh, Chief uh, Steve Gamble from, uh, from Langley and uh, Chief uh, Chris Jankowski from Esquimalt. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, today. Uh, we're, we're here today to talk about uh, how to modernize uh, fire safety in Brit- British Columbia. Uh, the public safety of all British Columbians is obviously a, a top priority for all of us in government and that is why uh, later today uh, our government will introduce new legislation uh, to repeal and replace uh, the existing Fire Services Act. Now, what is under consideration uh, takes into account the collective work of uh, lots of individuals, uh, a number of previous efforts to update this legislation. And in fact, the Fire Services Act was last updated 20 years ago. And, and so the proposed changes uh, would be the first significant uh, proposed amendments to the Fire Services Act since 1979. Uh, The goal of the new act is to modernize uh, the legislation, uh, to make improvements to help ensure the safety uh, of British Columbians. The new act will take into account a full range of feedback that we have received uh, through an extensive consultation uh, process, including ideas generated in previous uh, efforts to update the legislation. Uh, So without further ado, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to now introduce the Minister of State uh, for Emergency Preparedness, Uh, Naomi Yamamoto, who's going to walk us through some of the details of the new legislation that we're tabling this afternoon. Uh, Naomi. Thank you, uh, Todd, for that. This uh, this tent is actually leaking. (laughs) We're getting getting wet out of the tent. (laughs) Well, thank you uh, for joining me today on the traditional territories of the Lekwungen, including the Songhees and the Esquimalt First Nations. In my mandate letter, the Premier noted the importance of ensuring that our citizens and governments at all levels are prepared for emergencies and disasters. Disasters? (laughs) (laughs) Including floods. (laughs) Uh, Part of my role as the Minister of State for Emergency Preparedness is to work with the Office of the Fire Commissioner. So whether it's improving uh, fire safety for British Columbians or helping to improve the regulatory framework, Uh, we live and work in, uh, which is currently represented by the Fire Services Act legislation that has not seen substantial change uh, since the late 70s. 
The safety of all British Columbians, of course, is a priority for this government, and we need to modernize the regulatory framework for fire safety in the province. So today, we'll be introducing a new act that will replace the Fire uh, Services Act, and that inclu will include some changes such as improving the fire code compliance monitoring by making it risk-based. It will also enable local authorities to appoint fire safety personnel to carry out fire inspections, um, fire investigations, and evacuations. And it will also establish an out-of-court model, an administrative enforcement model to address non-compliance issues in a more timely and effective manner. During the consultations uh, we, with a number of our key stakeholders across the province, we heard the importance of proposing these changes. Uh, the Fire Services Act, as I mentioned, has not, been uh, has not been substantially updated since 1979. And in those three and a half decades, we know there have been substantial changes made uh, in the nature of fire safety and, and prevention. Uh, as part of our responsibility, we need to make sure that uh, we modernize the regulatory framework for fire safety in British Columbia. So it was heard loud and clear as we sought input through the guidance of the BC Fire Chiefs Association of BC, uh, represented by Tim Ply, uh, the Union of BC Municipalities, Local Government Management Association of BC, uh, the BC Fire Training Officers Association, the Fire Prevention Officers Association, the Volunteer Firefighters Association, the BC Professional Fire uh, Fighters Association, and the BC Wild, Wildfire Service. And through the most recent consultations and the work done considering the legislative changes uh, in, the, in the years leading up to the tabling of the new Fire Safety Act, we looked at all the, the consultations and we're putting forward provisions that we heard uh, from these organizations that will benefit the province and uh, ensure the safety of British Columbians. So how it works and, and what, do the, what do the changes mean? Well, we are improving the fire code compliance monitoring of public buildings by making, key, by making the key change of replacing the current requirement for municipalities to use a regular system of inspection of public buildings with a new risk-based compliance monitoring model. And this is a model where condition in the use of buildings will determine the level and frequency of inspections. The proposed compliance monitoring model will also provide flexibility by providing the ability to allow the use of self-assessments in place of inspections uh, for low-risk public buildings with a lens towards more effective use of local government resources to improve the culture of safety and preparedness. We would also enable local authorities to directly manage fire safety resources by authorizing them to appoint qualified fire inspector and investigators. This would, would more appropriately put the control of um, such appointments in the hands of those who actually know the communities best. This would replace the current model that we have whereby local governments request the provincial fire commissioner to make the appointments. So what we're doing is just reducing a, level of, a layer of red tape. The new Fire Safety Act would also provide the necessary authority for effective inspections and investigations. This includes the right to enter on to or into property. Uh, it will also uh, enable um, authorities to make examinations, collect evidence, conduct tests, uh, require production of documents, obtain and inspect under warrant, and issue orders pursuant to the Act. Local authorities and their fire chiefs will also have the authority to direct evacuations where a fire hazard poses immediate or serious threat to life. 
Another proposed change under the legislation would, make, would be to make enforcement under the Act more timely and effective. And to accomplish this, we propose establishing an administrative penalty scheme as the primary way to ensure uh, primary way of ensuring compliance with the Act. Under the proposed uh, administrative enforcement model, the fire commissioner will have the authority to impose administrative penalties for non-compliance uh, with orders made under the Act. The current legislation only provides for in-court prosecutions of offences, which is generally time-consuming and, and an ineffective instrument for enforcement. So again, I want to thank our, um, our stakeholders for their work and their commitment in helping us draft a meaningful um, legislation. And many of them are here today, so thank you for that on this, I think I'm hearing thunder now, <laughs> on this very wet day. Um, and I can tell you that they're happy that local governments will have new and better tools for providing fire safety within their communities. The risk-based model of fire code and compliance monitoring, fire prevention, inspection and investigation tools, and enforcement tools to help mitigate eminent fire risk. This means safer communities for citizens and for our firefighters who are serving those communities. In closing, I just want us to, to uh, emphasize that these amendments will serve to uh, improve fire safety in British Columbia. The legislation will help us modernize the regulatory framework for fire safety in BC. Won't keep us any drier, but it'll keep us safer. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Minister. <clears throat> uh, I'd now like to invite uh, Tim Ply, uh, President of the Fire Chiefs Association of British Columbia, uh, to talk about uh, this new legislation. Uh, I, should I should have also pointed out earlier that he is also the, uh, the Fire Chief in Port Alberni. Uh, so Tim, uh, please come forward and say a few words. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Stone and Minister of State Yamamoto. Uh, nobody will believe that when I left Port Alberni this morning, it was sunny. And, uh, <laughs> and I met the rain about halfway down the island, but uh, it is true. Um, the, the, on behalf of the Fire Chiefs Association of British Columbia, I want to commend government for, um, for tabling this legislation. The Fire Services Act um, is long overdue for change, and the new Fire Safety Act um, goes a long way to uh, meeting the needs of the, the fire service and local communities. Fire safety and, and emergency, emergency preparedness occurs at the local level. And uh, what this legislation does is it, it enables communities and local governments to provide um, for safety within their communities. Um, I'm very pleased, um, as a fire chief, I'm very pleased with uh, the broad array of stakeholder input that was taken in, in this. Um, all of the, the various uh, fire um, service associations were consulted as well as um, various branches of local government. So I'm satisfied that, that the, um, the stakeholder consultation has been done well and adequately and that this legislation will, be, um, will enable success at the local level to, um, to help keep communities safe and to, to adapt to some of the changes that we're seeing in the landscape. Um, some of the things that are happening in, in, in the fire safety world are not easily responded to under the, the current legislation and, and I'm confident that the new Fire Safety Act will enable us to get there. I would like to um, point out that uh, Fire Chief Stephen Gamble is in, is in uh, attendance today. Um, Fire Chief Gamble has been leading this charge for about eight, nine years, and I'm very pleased uh, to see him here and, and, uh, and thank him for the work that he's done. I'd also like to acknowledge uh, Fire Commissioner Gordon Anderson, um, who has done tremendous work leading um, the 
are supporting the fire service and in interacting with government and enabling some of the good things that are going on right now. Um, again, I'm, I'm very pleased with um, Minister of State Yamamoto's appointment. Um, the, the attention that government is giving to emergency preparedness in communities is, is noticed by communities, and we uh, commend government for that. Uh, thanks, folks. Thank thanks. Thank you. Yes, you bet. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chief. And um, that concludes uh, the formal part of, uh, of our event uh, on this very rainy day. Uh, I, I do want to um, also thank the, uh, the Victoria Fire Department for uh, making available one of, uh, one of their trucks uh, here for this morning's event. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, I'll, um, I'll end on this note. I'm very proud uh, that uh, government, uh, uh, through Naomi and myself, uh, are moving forward and tabling uh, this, this legislation uh, that will significantly modernize the Fire Services Act. Uh, I am the, the son of a fireman myself. Uh, my, my dad worked on the Vancouver Fire Department uh, for most of his career and, and ended his career with the Fire Commissioner's Office, actually, up in, up in Kamloops. So uh, I, um, I've, um, I'm quite, quite intimately familiar with, with what fire, uh, uh, the men and women who work uh, for fire departments around the province, uh, whether full-time or as volunteers, uh, how they put their, their, their lives uh, at risk uh, to keep the rest of us safe. So for that, I, I want to say on behalf of government, uh, thank you so much for everything that you do uh, each and every day. Uh, with that, I think uh, we're going to take uh, a picture and, uh, and then there will be an opportunity for a, a Q&A. No. We can, we can, can't we do a picture right here?